ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Society 13 Podcast Network Redefining Podcasts Society-13.com I like to listen You want to see something really scary? You bet Music Horror Art Politics And overall badassery Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio For real all right, yeah, we're live right now, so I'm just telling you right now. Um, I have uh, actually one of my favorite guests ever, uh, Bobby Kramer Jr. If you guys have read The Demon of Brownsville Road, and you should, um, then you know him. And if you listen to the episode, it's one of our... Well, it's, it's a favorite episode for all our listeners. And I just handed him a cassette from uh, Heather Taddy's band, The Glowworms. <laughs> and yes, she printed a cassette. How insane is that? Pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> it's great, too. I love that it's not opened. Because <laughs> we can't play it. <laughs> and I think that our other folks may have just pulled up. So we're going to get right back. <laughs> it, 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 Murphy's Law. What can I tell you? You're double fisting. Yeah. Well, guess who just showed up and... Uh, well, me and Bob, we were already talking about stuff. We were talking about the glowworms, and um, that's Heather Taddy's band, by the way. Cassettes. Weird, right? My car has a cassette Weird. player. Get out of it. What? Yeah. No. I just, Well, it's my new car that's, well, it's a 2001, but Get it's out. new to me. Really? Okay. All right, we're losing a... Uh, okay. Well, mine's an 06, and I got one. Nice. I found my glasses. There you go. <laughs> now I can see again. All right, so... Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, folks, and the pop-off. That's right. With Martise. And they did show up, which is nice. Um, they had a little night or day on the town. Yeah, I went down I to the did... strip, did some shopping, bought some Christmas presents, bought some us presents. Well, we have, like I said, Bob, Bobby Kramer Jr. is here with us, who, uh, I, well, you were enthralled with the book, the two of you. Introduce yourselves. Absolutely. Come on. Come on, ladies. I, oh, I'm, I'm Martise from the pop-off. April, her sidekick, as always. Right. Um, yeah, I actually read it twice. I read it after. She she read it twice. I did. Well, I. I, I... Me, no, me and Bobby had a. We have a little. There's something funny about that, but we, we won't bring that up. Okay, go go. Okay. Go. Um, I read it after I listened to your podcast. I, I went and mm-hmm. bought it, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" It's like this story, and I finally got around to reading it when I was in Vegas, and then when I came back because I was reading it on the plane, and then when I came back, and it was like three o'clock in the morning when I got back from my flight and I was, I couldn't fall asleep. So I was like, okay. And it was like at the ending. So it was like the, obviously the scariest parts. So I had to put on gospel music in the background because it was, I was starting to get, you know, freaked out in my house. Mm. And then when you said that we were going to be doing this, I was like, well, I got to read it again. I so didn't know. Get, we, like, all my questions. Really important that I, I mentioned this, that, you know, um, 
I talked to Bobby first. I like I didn't want this to be exploitation. I don't want it to be bringing back old dirt. I want it to be if anything cathartic. But your it's your deal, and you know, like I like he was okay with it. But I don't. I'm just not into that. There's so many people out there just want to exploit a, a horrific happening. Because right. um, unfortunately, that's what the media does now. Rather than yeah. focusing on the facts, they try to. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Not glorify, but they try and um, exploit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but now, Bobby, you were perfectly fine talking about this again. Yeah, I, I have no problem talking about it. Um, I've gone. I've grown kind of used to it. Uh, you know, obviously, it it, it comes up often. Uh, sometimes not. You know, the best places. Uh, mm. But yeah, I've I've gone used to talking about it now. You know, the book's been out for a while, so. It's no big deal, at least anymore. Used to be. <laughs> it was a big deal. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. We were talking on the way down, um, and I remember being a young girl and watching the news mm. when it first started coming out, the things that were happening. Um so, you know, I before I bought the book, I just started looking online to see what I could find about it. And... Um, the things that you went through, Mm-mm. I can't fathom. I can't imagine, um, you know, having to deal with that and you being a child. You know, the, the hardest thing that uh, I've always had to say when talking about this stuff, it's like uh, whenever I, I talk about it, I always try and think, like, if somebody was telling me this kind of stuff, like, what what would my reaction to it be? And, and usually I, I would think that I'd look at somebody like they were crazy if they would come to me and start telling me stories like the stories that we've gone through. But, um, you know, that, that was a big reason why we were nervous about, you know, releasing it. And initially uh, it was all going to be, um, you know, different names. We weren't going to put our real names in the book or anything. Uh, but in the first draft, uh, my father named me Billy in the book instead of Bobby. So it was kind of like, okay, well, if that's how much you're going to try and hide it, you know, what's, what's the big deal? Just right. go ahead and do it. Um, but ever since it came out, you know, uh, we, we have, have had a handful of people maybe. There's always one or two people on Facebook that try and, you know, pick fights or really uh, say say nonsense. Pick a fight? Oh, yeah. People over... people love it. You know, really? trolls and stuff on, on oh, the internet. They go oh, nuts. So, oh. so, like non-believing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, but it's not just non-believers. I mean, people get very uh, malicious with what they have to say. I mean, you know. Fuck that. Uh, I, hate, I hate people. It, it, it gets crazy, but, you know, me and my brother, we're like professional trolls. So And my father, too. So we kind of <laughs> just like eat people alive. And, and it's actually grown to the point where if, if somebody starts commenting on Facebook uh, on our page about it, like our fans, fans of the book you know, jump on them before I even see what's going on. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting that, like, have that kind of following at this point. Well, I got, I got news for them. Your dad sat right where Martise is sitting right now, right now, and he was so intense that day. Like, and you guys heard it. Um, just, to me, he's a superhero. He really is. I don't know where you are with that. But um, he is a superhero, and he's one of the strongest individuals I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he's pretty intimidating. Yeah. No, I wasn't intimidated. I was impressed. He was just a, and a great guy. Well, I mean, if you, if you read his, like, Wikipedia page, I mean, the guy's, the guy's done some amazing stuff. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. In, in his life, and 
you know, had a, a, a couple different careers, all very successful. Yes, so. yes. Yeah, I mean, superhero kind of sums it up for me, too. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, politically, you know, the, the things that he did. Oh, politically, uh, then at the same time with the family, and then, you know, juggling all this stuff at the same time. Uh, uh, you know, had a, a very extensive military career, did very well, uh, rose to the ranks really quick. Um, what else is there? Jeez, oh man, the whole political career was unbelievable. I still look look at politicians today, and it's like, why why doesn't anybody ever like get anything done? And I Yuck. think back to like his his short term in office, and it's like you get the convention center, the airport, the stadiums. You know, the list just goes on and on and on. And they did that in just a handful of years. I mean, he started the book with that. Yeah, his yeah. background, which was right. then you earn, he earned respect from that moment on. It was the smartest way to start a book like that. It's like, you know, everybody, well, a lot of the people who are involved in this, you know, it's not like they're nobodies. And, and I hate to put it like that, but these are all credible people that going public with something about like this could be damaging to their careers. So yes. that, yeah. I mean, that says a lot right there. And he was not afraid. No, I mean that's just who he is. He was not afraid. You know? uh, he was never, never afraid no. through the entire thing, right? Right. Help me out, girls. That yeah, <laughs> and that was actually one of the questions that we both wanted to ask. Yes. Like, obviously, when you get to the end, you realize what drew him to stay there. But like, when you were a kid, like, did you ever just like look at your parents and go? I don't want to be in this house anymore. Oh, yeah, all the time, all the time. I still kind of have a little bit of animosity towards them for, for keeping yeah, us we, there. Yeah, we, we talked about that uh, last time, yeah. Because especially, uh, you know, me and my brother, we both kind of have like, and he, he talks about it whenever he, he talks about this stuff. It's that uh, we have like a, almost a PTSD from dealing with it. You know, and, and every once in a while I'll be on a job site or something and somebody realizes that i scare easy and just mess with me but that's the thing i mean i i, I get scared easy i'll jump michael myers just jumped at us you know that was a little weird a little weird sorry my phone my phone <laughs> yeah, it happens yeah a lot in this room <laughs> anyway <laughs> moving on <laughs> sorry so no, it fine. does still affect you oh yeah now. oh yeah and, and, and the big thing about it is like I, I i don't like mess around with stuff you know um I'm I'm real cautious towards it. Like anybody wants to do psychic readings, tarot cards, any, anything like that. I mean, I just you know better safe than sorry. You right. Know, because I've seen what can happen uh, playing around with that kind of stuff. Do you feel that you could be more susceptible? Because, uh, that's be, because a, that's of the thing. What I was actually just talking about this uh, uh, the other night. It's that to me, it seems like there are some people who are really sensitive to this kind of stuff and other people that are almost numb to it and mm -hmm. have no idea. Um, you know, I, I've met people that, uh, uh my, my brother-in-law, for instance, um, he, he had a dream the one night we were, we were having a family dinner and he told me he had some dream, uh, about my house. And it, it was just weird. The kind of details that he was giving me. And, and it, it's just like, how, how do you, how do you like know some of this stuff from a dream? Right. So I, I, I always thought that some people are, are, sensitive to it and can experience things um and, and other people can be sitting right next to them and completely miss it so who owns the house now uh my parents still own it they okay. still live there that okay that, that that's what i thought they do <laughs> oh, yeah. i I, I, oh, I, yeah. just, I just wanted to make sure you should have yeah, looked you should have seen the look that april just gave I, I, <laughs> like, yeah, your just jaw like, just dropped just literally like into your coffee there. cup <laughs> but you i mean you figure this happened i mean everything ended uh, just a little over 10 years ago so 
But I mean, after all that fighting, would would I mean? I don't think that you'd want to give it up. He yeah, yeah, he didn't want to give up. That's for sure. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, and, I and it, and I'm, it, though, I'm at the other side of that. Word, so <laughs> you know, I would think that because of everything that happened and everything that your family went through, that once it was over, you would just want to go and leave it completely behind. Um, you know, just to to start over new somewhere that that's my thought process uh, yeah but i I don't know it's his house yeah you know it's like he says uh, in every interview it's it's my house i'm not going anywhere yeah um you know whether whether that's a good thing or not i don't know um me personally i i I mean i'm kind of torn on i've said a few times you might as well just burn this place to the ground because i i don't think it would be right well, at, at that point in time, it definitely wouldn't have been right to just dump it off on somebody and walk away. Um, mm. But then, and, that's and what also happened. on top of that, like, if people, a, a thing people don't understand is like, you know, people always say, "Well, why didn't you just move or do this or do that?" I mean, this thing followed us places. It wasn't like it was just like like that house was a jail cell or anything. I mean, this mm. thing like attached itself to us, and, yeah. and not just us. I mean. You know, the the one weird thing was uh, uh, one of my friends at the time, she always used to say that her mom could tell whenever I had been to the house. Because after I had been to their house, you know, just hanging out after school or anything, all kinds of stuff would start happening in their house. Like she said, there were a few times where she'd go into the kitchen and all the kitchen cabinets are wide open and the fridge is wide open. And she's like the only one there. Like she was, she's in the kitchen doing something, walks out, comes back in, everything's wide open. And she said that she would ask... Uh, my friend Sammy, has Bobby been here? And it was always like right after I had been there. Wow. That stuff had happened. I, I've, I've been kicked out of houses before. Wow. <laughs> no lie. I you, walked you're in, not going to get kicked out of this house. No. I walked I into uh, yeah. my friend's house. It was kind of a, a gathering going on. And uh, everyone was hanging out in the game room downstairs. And they had all these mirrors on the uh, wall, these little like 12 by 12 inch mirrors. And as soon as I walk into the room, I'm like, hey, everybody, what's up? One of the mirrors just like explodes off the wall. And it was uh, above a couch where everybody was sitting on, so everyone got glass all over them. Jesus. And uh, my my one friend at the time, she she had no idea about the book or anything. This was right around the time it started coming out, and uh, you know she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, something's not right about you. Something is not right about you. Like this, this, this isn't right. You know, something just happened." And I was like, "It was maybe a day or two after a newspaper article was just published uh, about the house and everything that happened." And I was like, well, you know, this, I kind of told her about it and she was like, that's cool and all, but I mean, I, I, I don't really want you hanging out here if that's, if that kind of shit's going on in your world. And I'm like, I, I completely understand. It's cool. So I wouldn't be cool with that. I um, wouldn't be cool with that either. Not at all. Well, no. I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I get your point of view. Um, it's, 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 it's dangerous, but, you know? but demon, the, the demon possession, they attach to a person or people so yeah it makes sense that it would follow you everywhere you go mm-hmm. it's not the house it's the people involved I, I think your dad talked about that a lot in the book but if they moved it would have followed you everywhere mm-hmm. it, it, right I mean, yeah it's... i mean and, and you know an, another quick story i can run by you guys uh you know i, I was hanging out uh, my friend sam again her and uh my friend amanda and we were upstairs in the attic at the house watching uh sons of anarchy this was like right as that show started and uh the attic is like its own apartment of that house. And 
there's a door that separates the the like living room area from the bedroom area and it goes from you know you go up the steps there's the the landing then there's the bedroom and then the living room so there's that door that separates and we're just sitting there on the couches watching the tv show and uh the door to the room just slowly opens and it didn't it didn't like blow open because it would have just you know went crazy but it opened halfway and then stopped and we're all sitting there and we all start shooting each other looks because at least sammy at the time knew what was going on with the house and uh we're sitting there looking and then the door starts slowly closing slowly closing and then it just slams shut and uh we were just like, like, kind of chuckled, like nervously, like, oh, okay, what was that? And you know, me and Sammy are shooting each other looks. Amanda has no idea about anything that's going on in the house, so she's immediately like freaked out. And within maybe a minute of that happening, she's like, okay, guys, well, I, I think I'm good. I'm going to take off. So she gets up, and walks out, and maybe about five minutes later, she calls us on the phone. She's standing at the top of the steps, terrified. She's like frozen, can't move. So we had to go get up and walk out to the, sta- the stairs and then walk her, actually walk her out of the house because she was just frozen with terror. She just was like, uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. She's just terrified. And you know, me and Sammy kind of just called her in the night after that. She took off. And um, next day I meet up with Sammy and she's like, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. Um, she starts explaining what had happened. She's like, I woke up in the middle of the night, but I was, I was like frozen in, in my room. I couldn't move. I remember trying to scream for my mom. I couldn't, and I had to like calm her down and explain to her, like that was sleep paralysis. It happened to me last night too. Like it, it's weird. You kind of just like, like me personally, whenever, whenever it happens to me, I just start praying and then eventually it stops. But you know, it, it was her first experience with that. And, and I mean, she was really, really upset about it. So it happened to me at that house happened to her at her house maybe about two weeks later we're down at uh q and cushion down on 51 the old pool hall place and it's us it's the first time we're all handing out again you know uh since that happened and i remember it was me and sammy were talking amanda was going to take a shot and she stopped and was like guys the weirdest thing happened that night after the tv show and she proceeds to tell us that she had it that night too so that's three different people three different houses same exact night wow so and and, and like some people will say it's not connected to me personally i mean that's connected that was the same thing you know, Especially so. if, you, if nobody else had, had ever experienced that before. Yeah, and that was the thing too. It's like explaining to them like what it, what it was. Um, you know, even me and my brother, like we were the first ones to ever start dealing with that. You know, researching on the internet to figure out what it was and hear the different stories, um, different theories about what it is. Um, to me, I mean that that's hands down like one of the worst things that can happen, especially when when you're dealing with this, opposed to like seeing something. Uh, you know, an actual like apparition, you know, that is hands down like the most terrifying thing that I, I've personally ever experienced, you know, and especially when it starts happening on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is, it, it was just, it was, it was tough, tough getting. Did all of this stuff it. happen before or after it was out? Uh, you know what? Let's hold off on that answer. Okay. Think about that a little bit, Bobby. We're going to get right back to you because we have to take a break. And uh, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
Okay. Time to pay the bills, folks. Um, I got to tell you about this show, Fashion Trash and Go on YouTube, okay? You have to go to Bukoop SQ TV. Bask in the wackiness of Bukoop SQ TV, featuring shows like Fashion Trashin' and Beyond These Tunes that give a glimpse into the alternate universe of the separated province, <laughs> starring... <laughs> I can't believe she gave me this to read. Starring sock puppets... Irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. All done on a low to no budget. Subscribe to Bacoop, Bacoop, French, Bacoop, Askew TV on YouTube. And find us on Instagram at Bacoop.askew. And on Twitter at Bacoop Askew. And that was my friend Erica. She's nuts. Fantastic stuff. Um, something else too? Uh, let's see here. I want you to go to www.burningbowpublishing.com and look up John Towers, Dr. John Towers' latest book, The Ages. I will have him on the show not too long from now, but um, and he'll talk about it more. But look up The Ages because this book, it's, it's a graphic novel. And like I said, he is extremely graphically novel. <laughs> great, great book. Fantastic stuff. If you like comics, look up The Ages by Dr. John Towers at www.burningballpublishing.com. While you're there, you could probably look up my stuff, too, if you're interested. I'm there. All right. Thanks, guys. And now this. This is Frylock, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. get ugly so, without something traumatic like that happening. We're back, and all the best conversations happen off the air. <laughs> I, I, I kind of prefer that. Myself. As <laughs> usual. Boy, did you guys miss out. <laughs> and I'll never tell you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was uh, a, a Long Island band called Spit It Out, called, uh, and that song was Fear Control. Great punk rock band from Long Island, just saying. A little hardcore, but hey, good stuff. Um, but yeah, you guys missed a really good conversation. I don't know if you guys even want to get close to reiterating what you just talked about. or No, no, pro- no. 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 <laughs> probably not. Okay. All heads shake, no. <laughs> but I know Martise has some great questions. I do. Okay. So earlier, um, you were talking about how like, if you sold the house, you know, you would just be giving, just be passing this along to some other family un- unknowing mm-hmm. you know um but that's what happened to you guys yeah uh, and i mean i'm not saying that oh well it happened to you so you should do it to somebody else but like aren't you aren't you mad at that family i mean uh, i was pissed at the family and it and yeah reading it you do get mad at them i know the ignorance but never even you never, never consider you, you, you were but you were an adolescent you had enough going on oh i was i mean, uh, when, were, we, I mean when we moved in i mean that's uh, that's the thing about this book that a lot of people don't don't uh I mean, he he, he kind of has to tell it in a certain narrative, but I mean, it, it wasn't like this was a couple year incident. I mean, this this basically happened from the time we moved in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like, like he talks about um, the first day in the house. Um, I think I was I was three years old, and something happened then. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm really not too. Uh, Sorry about that. I, I'm really not too. I, I never think that was about my that. production assistant moving the microphone just then. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never met them. Nothing. Uh, like I said, the only interaction I've ever had with them was, uh, um, you know, the day we moved in. But beyond that, I mean, that's 
basically just always my parents maybe since they were older at the time could look at it differently but to me that's just always been my house mm-hmm. so it's not like this ever came from any other person right um it's not like somebody willingly put this uh i, I can't think of it that way that somebody willingly put this on us mm-hmm. um no all right you know, and that's actually a very healthy way to look at it I yeah think. and yeah. then at the same time too another thing my dad always tries to touch upon is he, he almost feels that this was kind of like his destiny to end up there so yes, he, he did. Yes. Says that a few times. He yeah, really said, said that. Yes, yes he did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if anybody could have any, I mean, maybe the fact that in the the one newspaper article, I guess uh, somebody in the family had had backtracked on something that they had said to him, but you know, I, I, you'll have that kind of stuff. It is what it is. Because I remember at the beginning uh, of the book, they talked about when they were giving you a tour. And you got lost in the house. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. That, the, the, then your dad called it the incident on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any yeah, of that? Yeah, I, I remember. Um, it's not it's not complete memory. I mean, like I said, it was three at the time. I remember we were walking through the kitchen and they all went down to the basement. And for some reason I didn't. I turned around and like went through the house by myself. Um, and then like the next memory I have is standing on the steps and them all running up to get me. Uh, so that, that's pretty much all I can remember about that incident. I mean, the older you get, the harder this stuff is to yeah, remember, especially yeah. when you spent so many years trying to like block it out. Uh, yeah. That was going to be my next question about yeah, blocking it out. Blocking it out. Absolutely. How much of it, I mean, did you make it a point to block out this stuff? Well, um, some of it, yes. Some of it, no. Uh, so some of it, it's just, um, it's like I, I said in the last interview, it was just kind of a fog for for the the real bad point there for those couple of years that whole time i mean i i just have bits and pieces of memories and then uh the ones i do have they're very foggy like it, and when i say that it's not like i can barely remember it like there's literally like a fog in the memory no know? i believe I, yeah i believe so, that. Yeah. I, I don't know i i remember most of it but some of it i don't so do you I'm sorry. You, you don't have to answer all the questions no, that I'm I asking you. But she's, I, I know. I told you she's I, completely enthralled. I no, am. Just, I am. Yeah. Um, the day that you stayed home from school oh, and yeah. your mom took everybody to school and you came home and that was one of your like biggest experiences. Like, Do you remember that? I remember that as if it happened five minutes ago. Wow. That that literally just like, like as probably as well as you remember us ending that last interview and walking out and going into the kitchen. You know, uh, where we had pizza and coffee, which is yeah. strange. But. You know, it, it, as well as you remember that, that's how well I can remember. Wow, Holy I mean, it, it, it's I, I try to describe it to people as best I can, and and having told this story so many times um, over the years, I mean, I kind of think I have I, I I can describe it pretty well. But yeah, that that there, I, I mean, I remember like there was a, the old Dodge Caravan. It was an old brown Dodge Caravan with like the the wood paneling kind of look on the side. Oh yeah, That's I remember what, those. I remember watching my mom pull out the driveway. You know, back back then when it was wasn't a crime to you know leave your kid for five minutes. <laughs> you know, remember those days? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yes. But yeah, uh, yeah that 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 one uh, I always remember. And I actually didn't tell anybody that story after it happened for I think maybe a year. And the first person I told it to was my aunt. I was uh, staying over her house with uh, my cousin, my Aunt Susie. And I, I don't know what it was with her, but I remember she sat me down in the kitchen, and was this was right around the time Blue M&M's came out. And I remember she was like, had this big oh. jar of M&M's and, and, and was like have, having me eat them. It was just like 
drilling me with with questions. You know how how you would ask a, a child questions basically. And finally, was uh, I, I told her it, but I made her promise not to tell anybody. So immediately she calls my grandmother. Of course, and, of course. And tells her, <laughs> and uh, then she tell my grandmother tells my parents, and I guess that's when everybody started really taking notice to uh, this might not be Casper in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, jeez, oh man, what grade was I in? I think I was in maybe fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade when that happened. So, but you remember like yesterday? Yeah. Yep, you were in fifth it's grade. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> I had it marked. Do you, do you, do you want to tell us your well uh, anything like that? Well, I, okay, I remember. Uh, I'll just run through it real quick. Um, I was upstairs. This was when I had the blue room at the time. Um, in my bed, if you go in, it's a pretty big room. And if you were to go into the room, I had a twin-sized bed that was back in the far left corner. So it was just, you know, the room was real wide and empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my mom coming in and saying, hey, we're, we're, I'm taking them to school. We'll be back in a little bit. And I remember laying in the bed, and uh, where the, the room is, it's facing the front of the house. So I can see Brownsville Road from the, from my window. And I remember watching my mom's minivan pull out of the driveway. And it was just right as the van was pulling out of the driveway, I started hearing a sound. And uh, the way I, I, I've always described it was basically hook hook up bagpipes to a guitar distortion. You know, and it was very Whoa. faint. No, I, I actually know what that sounds like. Really? <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> Please don't. I was but in a horrible band a long time ago. <laughs> it, it was it was very faint initially, and then it started getting louder and louder and louder. And, and that whole time, I could just feel that, like, something was coming towards the room and uh the door to the room was open so i could see out into you know um i don't know what you what you would call that like out into the house and uh i remember it just getting louder and louder and louder and then this thing like came into my room and uh the way i always describe what this looked like it was probably about three feet tall because i remember it wasn't much taller than than the uh the bottom of the bed and uh it came like hopping into my room and kind of like stood at the foot of oh, foot of my bed. I, I still remember that. And then look. it turned around and like hopped back out of the room, like mm-hmm. as if it was like like a, a kid skipping. That know, that freaked me out. That that actually that really freaked me out. But there wasn't like it, it was almost like a ball kind of, but not a ball like. Was it, was, it was like a black formation. No, no, or... no, no, no. no. That, that comes in a second. Yeah. But this thing came. This thing came in first, and uh, it, it basically looked like. If you've ever been to like a gift store in the mall, they have those little—they're like those balls with the electricity in it—and you put your finger yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay. it was like a ball of that, like static electricity, is what it looked like. Like they, like they have at the uh, Carnegie Science Center. Yep. Well, yeah. at least they did when I was yeah. in Absolutely. when I was a yes. child. So it, it basically looked like that. I mean, I, I can't say that there was like a head or a face or anything like that, but it, it, you could tell it, it was like some sort of entity, and it came in and then it went out, and the noise kept getting louder and louder throughout this whole thing. Excuse me. And then I'm standing, uh, I'm just, like, I followed this thing with my eyes, and I'm just staring at the door, and uh, that's when the the black thing went rushing by the door. Initially, it was like, I saw a hand with a black, uh, it was like a black robe, basically, on on the arm, and then the whole thing, you know, it was about about seven foot tall, and it almost looked like, if you can imagine, like, the old images uh, of, of, like, uh, death with, like, the sickle. That's yeah. basically what it That's, looked like, yeah. just minus the, the sickle, obviously. And it rushed by the door real quick. And I pulled the blankets up over my head and, you know, uh, 
holding on to them, and the blankets get ripped out of my hands and fly to my feet. And they just, they don't just, like, fly down and, like, wrinkle up. I mean, they end up at my feet folded. And it was just, I remember looking down as the blankets getting ripped out and seeing that happen. And I look back up, and directly above me, like, on the ceiling, kind of, um, there's another thing. And it basically looked like if you take a person and turn them into, like, a, a light bulb. And that's what, I mean, there was no facial features. That, that, no... that is right out of the book. Mm-hmm. He explained that, like, unbelievably. Like, no, no features, nothing. But I, this, this I was able to make out better than the first two uh, things that I saw. And I remember I closed my eyes, and I screamed really loud, and then it all stopped. And, you know, um, the only time I was ever really given an explanation was when I explained this to uh, the the father that was involved. Um, I, I went up to, to what, what is that, their, their place in Southside, and I talked to them about this. Uh, this is when the, you know, the whole, the whole ordeal was really, really happening at the house. And it was maybe a couple of days later, they came back and like they had re- uh, reviewed it and kind of gave me uh, an explanation. The first thing I saw, they, they believe was uh, some sort of entity that was under the control of whatever that, that black figure was that I saw. That thing was bad, and what they said was this thing was trying to get me. It was in, in one way or another, it was coming after me. And the thing I saw above my bed, the the light bulb figure, was some sort of uh, guardian angel or protective spirit that came and ended it. The girls just deflated. Like I watched them seriously just uh, deflate in front of me just now. I usually don't sit here with my mouth hanging open when I no, talk. No, they fine. just like completely deflated. Um, we we will get back to you. We have to take a quick break. Got to pay the bills. And uh, Act 3 coming up. And thank you so much uh, for listening. And thank you, Bobby. Hey, folks. And thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Uh, of course. Um, now, I, I wanted to make note of um, one of our sponsors here. Um, someone else's bar. Okay. Um, definitely the coolest bar I've ever been to and the best bar food you'll ever have. And it's, it's actually better than, better food than most restaurants I've ever been to that just concentrate on their food. Uh, it's just amazing, and like here, just here, I'll read this story right here. Uh, someone else's bar is surprisingly demure. The atmosphere is dim but classy, smoke-free and family-friendly. Elsa, the owner, said couples with children are regulars at the bar, and while there's no official children's menu, they are happy to downsize several menu items. Of course, there are chicken tidbits, which are absolutely delicious, one of my favorites. And chicken quesadillas, they are amazing. And grilled cheese, one of the best grilled cheese sandwiches. I know that doesn't sound like much until you've had it. You don't know. Best grilled cheese sandwich. That can be appreciated by all ages. For the grown-ups, the portions are anything but child size. This is true. Elsa stresses fresh ingredients in all of her menu offerings, on all of her menu offerings. And while you may be in a bar, you're not getting bar food see so i stand corrected <laughs> it's a restaurant it's restaurant quality food at a bar and really just generous portions best wings in pittsburgh getting hungry just thinking about it um let's see if you're not familiar with castle shannon let's get location here if you're interested in checking it out um it used to be mark's willow inn back in the day and Okay, it is someone else's bar, 3841 Willow Avenue, Castle Shannon, PA, 15234. 
The number, you can call in orders for pickup, 412-343-4332. And there's also an email address, someone else's bar at gmail.com. I never ordered through the Gmail, but something tells me you probably can, or maybe just tell her how cool the place is. Food, drinks, candy, why go anywhere else? Someone else's bar. All right, folks, thank you. All right, we are back. This is the Pop-Off with Martise and Kettle Whistle Radio. We just can't avoid each other. I know. We have so much fun together. Yes. Good shows. Thanks. Yeah, they are. All on society-13.com. Not afraid to say that I discovered you guys. You did. You did. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking to Bob Kramer. All right. What other questions do do we have for you? I believe it's Cranmer, Jun- not Cranmer. Junior, Junior, Bob, Bobby. Bobby. I mean, when okay, it comes to the book, I don't want anyone to get <laughs> yeah. confused. Uh, wait, by the way, you know what? You should really plug that right now. Where they can buy the book? Oh, uh, most bookstores, at least in the Pittsburgh area, you can pick it up at any Barnes and Noble. Um, Amazon is is preferred by us. Um, we kind of follow follow Amazon because it's real easy to track what's going on with sales and whatnot. Um, but Google Books, Amazon, um, we have our, our website, com. We have a Facebook page uh, that you can look up. And, uh, you know, there's there's links to TV shows, interviews, uh, lectures my father has given. Um, you know, all that content's out there, uh, mainly on our website mm-hmm. or on the Facebook page. You can find different podcasts like this and... Uh, basically find out more about the book and the story. Uh, this is just one one aspect of it, what I have to say, but there are a lot of other people involved, and it all is detailed out in the book, The Demon of Brownsville Road. Yes, incredible book. April is April. I'm sorry. Martise is rereading it right now as we speak. Yes. Um, April's holding coffee, and it's, we, it's too hot to drink. Snuggly. It? <laughs> snuggly, yes. Um. During the break, we were talking about when the CD came at you. Oh, that was my question. Right? I, yeah, I know. And, and then you were gonna. And then you said he, that you had some stuff on. No, that. he told me off the air what exactly happened. Um, this was actually a question that Heather had the last time. She <laughs> she wanted to know what CD was thrown at you. Actually, that I swear to God, that was going to be another question of mine. Was I'm so CD sorry about it. that. What CD it was? Uh, it was just a burned CD. Uh, oh, this was okay. at, uh, this was around the time you got to remember. This so, was like yeah. like Napster was real big. Oh, that was when that. that was when it was awesome and you could steal music and you didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah. So hey, um, my show's about buying music. What are you doing? <laughs> but, well, yeah, but not oh, from Metallica. Oh, see, now we're going back. Metallica see, ruined, see what's happening Metallica right now? Metallica ruined yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. What? Metall- I'm not talking yeah, about right, the big right, artists. Right, I'm t- right. Small, well, I mean, that small artists, still yes. Support them. <laughs> we have a whole new angle right now. Anyway, so. <laughs> okay, sorry. So <laughs> the Burn it, it CD. Was, yeah, it was just a, a, a regular copied CD. My sister and her friends, you know, make them like crazy. Um, so uh, even what was on it or anything, I, I really couldn't remember. You know, uh, just had Sharpie written on it, probably like disc twenty five or something. We we swore it was going to be Marilyn Manson. No. I, that's what I was thinking was. Yeah. All right. No. No. So it was at a... that time. I was really into like like. Uh, oh, you mellowed out. And Mudvayne. Uh, oh, Pantera. No. Obviously. Oh, please. They, from, Have you looked around here? Uh, yeah. So what know. happened with the CD? Uh, well, I mean, it really wasn't like anything too climactic. Um, uh, it was just me and my girlfriend at the time. We were getting ready to to leave. We were over at my parents' house up in my room, which was the the blue room. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like anything real crazy was going on. Um, but we were just going to walk out, out the room. And all of a sudden, like, I felt 
uh, uh, like wind gushed by my head and then something crashed and the next thing I know there's CD parts raining down on top of me and initially I had thought that my girlfriend had thrown something at me but I turned around to, to look in there as I turned around I actually bumped into her because she was like right behind me so she didn't throw anything and she was like just as startled by the whole thing as I was um, and like I kind of like jokingly played it off at the time and went downstairs and you know, I told told my my uh, mom, I believe, what had happened. She told my dad, and my dad at the time was like very very serious about everything that was going on. Wanted to know everything detailed because he was documenting everything. I didn't know that at the time, but uh, I, he had me go upstairs and get the CD, and I, I come back down with all the pieces, just you know, my hands, and I sat down. I remember him taking it and trying to like bend a piece and break it with his hand, and it took like a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hear the thing mm-hmm. like, yeah, you like can't ex- bend CDs. That no. yeah. I've, I've tried. So you kind of got to think of it like that way. Yes. Like the thing exploded off the wall. So I mean, how fast That's did it have to be? Yeah. Going? Right. I, I still like I, I just really try rationalizing a lot of the stuff as it happens. Like, well, maybe it was on top of the ceiling fan and. The fan threw it all. I, I don't know. I don't know how that could happen. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I really tried like not immediately go to that as what was going on, but you know sometimes you're backed into a corner and you have no other explanation. So I think it's funny that you had the same question that I never yeah. asked the first time. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. It's all you. Um. Do you want to talk about the pirate game? The pirate game? The, you and your dad and your brother went to a pirate game, and then you guys came back, and that's when the big fight happened. Yeah, and... you had a great oh. you had a great day, and then it turned oh, into a yeah. horrible night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I, I don't know how much of the, the, that I can, like, get into. That's um, fine. Without sounding too, like, that was just really, really weird. Really weird, because here we, we were, like, out all day, like, having a really great day together, and... It, it was maybe within like five, ten minutes of being home, it, it all happened, and uh, like I, I don't want to like sound like we were like trying to like kill each other or go after each other. I mean, it was just like a real random, you know, it was kind of like a tornado just like crashed, and that that whole thing was really weird because, um, I remember I went upstairs. And we were kind of shooting words back and forth to each other. And I walked down the steps. And he said something. And then I said something. And I heard him come running after me. And, I mean, I, he came up. And I remember him. It was, like, so fast how it all happened. But we were in the living room. Or I was in the dining room. And he's coming at me. And I just hit him real fast. And... Like, it's, I still can't figure it out. Like, the whole thing is real... This is, like, one of those extremely foggy situations. But, I mean, the house... The floor plan, plan is real wide. I mean, you walk into the front door, there's the foyer, which is huge. Then there's... Uh, you walk past the steps, and then you're in the dining room. And I was, I was all the way on the far side of the dining room when I hit him. And it was within, like, a second. Somehow, from me hitting him, he was laying on the floor in front of the front door in the foyer. So, I mean, that's, like, a good, like, 15, 20 feet that... And, and you got to think back, like, how old was I at the time? How big was I at the time? Like, but somehow I was able to hit him hard enough to send him, like, basically the equivalent of two rooms away. So not natu- natural at all. Right. Yeah, was not laying there on the floor. And then next thing I know, I'm just, like, on top of him. And, you know, we're, like, like beating the heck out of each other. And 
uh, eventually, like, like I came to him, like, I tried to run away, and, like, he came after me, tackled me, and then my brother came down and, and was, like, trying to pull us apart, and, uh, you know. Which brother? Charlie. Um, Charlie, brother Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Okay. You know, and, yeah. and, yeah, he, he's my little brother, but Charlie's huge. Yeah, that's why I, I remember that, yeah. He's, he's my little bigger brother. I mean, he's, like, 6'2", six, <laughs> six like, 200 pounds. I mean, he's, he's a giant. So, it, you know, him him pulling us apart really isn't that, that shocking because he's a big big guy um he's actually down in florida he's he's does pro wrestling down there for really uh, for dwi wrestling so oh we have some connections with wrestling okay that's yeah interesting. that's pretty pretty yeah. neat uh, i actually went on vacation back in march and got to go down and see see a show and everything it was pretty neat but i mean yeah like, like i said he's a big big guy you mm. know so he, he kind of pulled us apart and then you know it went from you know the, the dining room to the foyer to the steps to the dining room, to the kitchen, and it all basically ended in the kitchen. Oh, excuse me. And I remember uh, it, it didn't really stop until he, he kind of choked me out. Um, he choked me out, and my mom called the police, and that was like the whole the whole way that it ended. And then, you know, unfortunately for us, um, you know, he had a past with the Bromwood police. Not, not passes in, like, he's been arrested or anything, but... You know, uh, through through his politics, they really did not like hmm. us, especially him. So yeah, I remember that from the book too. They they really yeah. like trumped it up and and kind of you know tried to basically ruin his career by it. And I remember the next day seeing him on the news and like the whole side of his face was was purple. And I mean, it, it was just a real unfortunate thing because you know for us it got played out on the news, but you know it really rather than I, dealing with it as a family. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like. Like it, it's so hard to try and make to to explain this to people because you tell something like that and it's like oh my god this is abuse this is terrible but I mean for some reason it just like made sense to both of us that it was like like obviously I don't want to fight you and, and this was like like we both had, knew what happened but we can't talk about what happened I mean he can't go on the news and say oh, well you know we're dealing with all this stuff in the house and you know blah 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 this is this could have been related and I mean the whole thing ended we kind of just we're at the house one day just like gave each other a hug like what what the hell is going on like why is this on tv like what what happened Do you know what happened i don't know what happened mm-hmm. you know I, I obviously like don't hate you or anything it was like back and forth like both of us were just like what happened you know, well what, what was you know what part of my show is this is your platform to do that and i believe in you you get to tell your story here as opposed to freaking hollywood and all the bullshit that's out there mm-hmm. uh, this is I, where i don't like the news no <laughs> no we're, we're, Who does? I, although i was <laughs> gonna get into that a little bit you we, are... <laughs> we, we did a segment on on the news i know i know and all right how we hate it <laughs> yeah a little bit uh but you were on the news not too long ago <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh do you know about this no martiz doesn't know about this April? I, I really don't I want do to make not. it seem seem like uh, we're not. We're, no, we're not going politics. Okay. We're, we're going to keep. We're, we're, we'll keep it soft core right now. But you were on the news. Yeah, I was on the news. I saw somebody doing something and I filmed it with my my camera. <laughs> oh, say and, it. And uh, I, I, what I, were they doing? They were stealing stealing signs, political signs off the side of a road. Oh. You could say whose signs? <laughs> yeah, they were stealing uh-huh. Trump signs. And I, I, I'm driving on uh, to pull on the 279, and uh, there's a car pulled off. <laughs> in the center and i see a woman like running around out in the was it martise 
No. Uh, no? Okay. And, and it was, like, real shocking initially. Like, here I'm, I'm going to pull on, and I see this. I'm like, oh, some, something happened? Is everybody okay? And then I seen what was, like, she jumped in her car, moved it over to the shoulder, then went running back, and I saw her just, you know, tearing signs out of the ground. And, you know, I pulled over, and it was like, you can't do that. Like, that's not right. Like, regardless of your opinion, I mean, you just can't do that kind of stuff. Like, especially, I mean, it's, it's obvious that you're working for – for the uh, Democratic Committee, and I- I'm pretty sure they'll tell you that that's a no-no because you'll end up getting caught by somebody like yeah. me and end up on the news like you did, and uh-huh. they got to answer for it. And I'm really sure that they don't like that. You know, I've gone <laughs> to those meetings before. I've worked for the RNC, and you know, they they really don't condone that kind of behavior. So. On, right on either side. Well, and then on the same time, I mean, you're running around on a highway. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, like like I said initially, I thought somebody somebody was hurt or something happened, and. I'm, I'm just so glad Martise is not that mad right now. I, I was aware we were going to go with this. I'd be. I wouldn't have got caught. Okay, <laughs> first of all, um, but like also with your dad being a politician, like you know that that, that stuff costs money. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's not just uh, it, it's it's not just that it costs money. It's just you know it's not right. Like let people make up their own mind, you know, right. Form their own opinion. You know, <laughs> I, I I don't agree with everything that anybody anybody has to say. You know. I, I think for myself, I'm not going to vote for somebody just because they're part of a certain, you know, party or anything like that. And, or because and then, you like, saw so much. Like, so the conversation signs. was really weird, and, and like I, I, I really think that there was like something like mentally wrong with this person because oh, yeah. they saw me <laughs> yeah. standing there. I, I got out of my truck, and, and it was like I, I immediately had my phone in my hand. Not just like because I, I don't know what kind of person this is. This could be dangerous. I, I don't know what's going on. And, you know. It immediately comes running up to me and starts making all these accusations against me. Like you, you were out here doing this. You were doing this stuff. And you were stealing signs. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like I'm, I'm working right now. Like I'm, I'm on my way to a job site from another job site. You know, like what do you want me to do? You know. And then it wasn't until like, like I got a shot, uh, and, and she's just screaming and yelling and saying all this crazy stuff to me. And then I, I walked to the side of her car and got a picture of the thing in the back of her car and I was like and her, her story immediately changed and it became real apologetic and like gave me a high five and I was just like <laughs> like jeez oh man like this is like some some really interesting behavior I, I'm I'm gonna go now so thanks <laughs> that was fantastic yeah yeah I, I just I, 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 didn't, I didn't I didn't expect any of, that, any of that stuff to happen I just uh, I, I emailed the video to uh, my father and he just like sent it to everybody so it was within within a couple minutes i got an email from the news and then they called me on the phone so i mean i was just and then next thing i know i'm on the news that night that's the kind funny. of dad you have that's why we're here talking about this right now i think <laughs> yeah it, it, it was funny. well i mean he he does all kinds of uh work for different different tv shows night talk uh being one of them uh on pcnc uh, he, he's a political analyst. They have him on all the time. So he, he like knows all those people. So I, I, I didn't think about it at the time. I, I didn't want to end up on the news because I didn't want to become like, like, uh, uh, you know, become targeted. And because if you watch the video, you can see my truck in my license plate and everything on it. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want anybody coming after me. And uh-huh. then, fortunately for me, they like blurred everything out. And I'm oh, like, okay, good, whatever. good. But, yeah. but then they, they immediately threw my name out. So, and uh, I was real, real cautious and, and worried about it for about a day. But uh, ah, whatever, I gotta go back to work. Worried for a day. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, growing up with my father, yeah, I've seen the worst of the worst when it comes to politics and how people behave. I mean, you know, the day after he got elected, I had to stay home from school because somebody called in a bomb threat. I mean, people are just 
they're nuts. They're nuts when it comes to certain things like that. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's tiring. Yeah, I mean, protests in front of my house and you know, death threats and not being able to go anywhere. You know, being assaulted by grown adults. Grown adults. That was funny. I was actually just talking to this my nephew the other day, uh, uh, last night actually, about how. You know, when I was in fifth grade, I had to go down and testify because these guys tried running us over after school. You know, what, what, what? Just, uh, it just, just that's how crazy things were. It all wow. related because because my dad was running for for Alameda oh, County Commission. Oh, okay, okay. At the same time, he was he was uh, uh, the chairman of Bromwood Council, so he's basically in charge of Bromwood Borough at the time. And this is at the same time Johnny Gamage died. Oh, so, yeah, rough period. And, and you're, not gonna, really you're, you know, you're period. not gonna play around. You know, my dad just bluntly said it. You know, what they did was wrong. The Bromwood police at the time were very corrupt. Um, so, and he basically, basically aired it out, and the whole community yes. just like, yes, he like, did. Like Bromwood is, is such a weird, weird little town. Don't get me wrong, I love it to death, but you know, it's it's everybody knows everybody's business, and, and people get in a real uproar about things like that. Like you're not gonna tell us about our policy. It's almost like like what happened in Baltimore when that mayor got caught smoking crack with prostitutes right. in the hotel room and everyone was like the rest of the country is like why are you still keeping this guy as your mayor <laughs> you know and everyone's like he's our mayor he's not going anywhere I'm like okay you know? I, I remember your dad in the news back then it was like 95 was that 95 yeah 94 95 right around I was then. living in Butler yeah and it, I had just got married and we were living in Butler and I, I saw your dad on the news way back when and I, then when I read the book I was like oh crap it's the same guy you gotta yeah. be kidding I mean, me I mean uh we, we had two cars at the time. My oh, dad's uh, business car. The whole Johnny Gamage thing. Wow. The, the, yeah. The wow. minivan that my mom drove us to school, and somebody cut the brake lines to, to the mini. Not his car. The minivan that they drove us to school. My mom drove us to school, and somebody cut the brake lines to it. So, I mean. Just, just so you really, know, April is throwing her hands up in the air right now. So, she's, so yeah. She's, she's doing, happened, no, she's doing a, a WTF the in the <laughs> air. Yes. That was a big WTF. That was a big WTF. I mean, just so yeah, I was nervous when it ended up on the news. Like I said, people people go berserk when it comes to certain things like this. So ridiculous. Ugh, yuck. I got nothing else. Oh my yuck. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> just people in yuck. Oh my god. Oh wait, what do you got there? Oh, I mean, I saw. Are you digging? Oh, I got a bunch more. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you. Gee, Bobby, I hope we're not holding you up. I know. No, 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 I was, no, no, no. I was like, I was like, this could go for like an hour or like five. Um, you know what? Who cares? I know. It's up to as long as Bobby right doesn't here. care. He might. No, 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 no. <laughs> he might care at some point. But I do want to say this. I did see on a lighter note. I saw Rob Zombie's new movie, Thirty One. How was that? I totally enjoyed it. Really? Yes. I have to check it out. I will be one of the few that enjoy. It. <laughs> <laughs> People rip on me because I love Rob Zombie's movies. So do I. I think they're amazing. I love they're, all of them. They're, 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 they're very twisted, good. But, but good. Like wow. yeah. I've so, never when, been uh, surrounded what, by what was people the, like the okay. name of the first one that he did. Um, uh, well, House, House of, of a Thousand, Thousand Corpses. Corpses. Yes. Yeah. I, I went to see that when it came out in the movie theater, and uh, I was lucky because I, the whole movie theater me too. was empty. It was just um, no. I, I was pretty much there with you. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Of but it. I remember there's the one scene in the movie where where the guy kill, kills the police officer, and it just the the way he filmed it with the camera just panning out, and it seems like it's like five minutes long. It's just this this still of the police officer on his knees. Yes. I, I just remember watching it like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah, you, that was incredible. Well, thirty one is good. 
if you like slasher flicks. It is a slasher flick. There's no religion, no, like, you know, Lords of Salem, mm -hmm. like what he did there. A lot of people had a problem with that. That was, um, I didn't see that, that one. That was very bizarre. It's, it's wackadoo. It's wackadoo. It, it is, it's, it's out there, it's, uh, but it's anti-religion and all that fun stuff that, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't. Is it anti-religion or is it anti-God? Because there's a difference. Boom, the second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not really cool with that so much, but oh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I I wouldn't it, be either. But mo but but the, but I know a lot of people who are very spiritual and believe in God and believe in Jesus. But they're like, I don't like organized religion because it. Yes. No. We we we've talked about and, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But thirty one, just good horror movie. Just simple. Back simple. to basic. And that it, sort of deal. It is, but it's also the same uh, cast and crew from the um, from Salem, Lords of Salem. The, the the radio station people it's yeah. all the same people so yeah so I, I, I yeah I just ventured to the left here no, so, that's so. okay st <laughs> st staying to the left a little bit um, trying to keep it lighthearted yeah. here folks so um, the book is going to be made into a movie hopefully Ooh, oh hopefully. yes uh, a couple different people being talked to right now uh, with regards to uh, many series and movies and uh, I'm I'm not fully sure what all is going on so. so who would you want to play you who would oh. i want to play me a young you and an adult you uh jeez man I, you're amazing i, I have uh, no, no, fuck, no idea shit. Um, i don't want to say that for <laughs> i wish i could yeah, say something can. like okay. Clint eastwood or something but <laughs> i don't think that would happen as far as like actors and whatnot Clint um, eastwood jeez man i've never even thought about something like that I'm just saying. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just looking from the badass perspective of it better <laughs> better question for the girls to answer who would play him they they both take a deep breath. Oh my god! I are, uh, we already know who you're gonna say. I, listen, I think, and for anybody who's ever watched New Girl, uh, you look like Nick Miller. I'm actually gonna have to look that up. I do not know. I think what uh, his actual name is. Um, I think that you're better looking than he is. He oh, he yeah. is. Uh, yeah, but Nick Miller is. What oh the, yeah. What did I get yeah, you Nick into Miller's here? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it's no big deal. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's like, I got two pretty girls I, telling me that I look good. That's I don't right. know. No, I don't Keep know. Him going. I actually don't know this. Like, can, can you? No. Can he's looking. Oh yeah, up. he's looking it up. Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, oh, I've actually gone that. Oh yes. Actually. I could see yes. him being yeah. played yep. by Bradley Cooper. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna agree with that one. Yeah, that that works for me. <laughs> I'm cool on that. We just need to darken the hair a little, darken his hair a little bit. We'll be good. Oh, uh, it's been black before. Yeah. No, um, Bradley Cooper's has it's been black? Has his hair been black before? We just need to dye his hair for actually. For yes. I don't know. I think it's been. Well, doesn't he have dark hair? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, it depends on the movie. Yeah. Uh, like in Limitless, he's almost like a, a dirty blonde. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that I'm thinking of. This is dirty but then there's that movie, uh, him and Robert De Niro. Uh, what's that one called? Mm. Um, Silver Lining. Yeah, he is more, oh. more of a brown hair in that movie. That's a good movie. The Silver Lining Playbook. Playbook. Playbook yeah, yes. okay, I didn't him see and, that. Him and Robert De Niro and Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer Connolly? Uh, that's uh, only my favorite girl in the world. Is it really? Yeah, it does. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. not. Con like Connolly was my first crush. From the labyrinth. Yeah. Hello, David Bowie was my first crush. That's weird. That's and I think weird. it was because of the tight pants. Oh, God. not the tight pants. I'm sorry. Again. <laughs> Too much. Sorry. Um, all right. So who plays your dad? Ooh. 
Oh, the guy from the Dos Equis commercials. Oh, yes! <laughs> that no is question. awesome. No That's question. So the most funny. interesting man in the world. We actually, uh, my sister uh, part-times so at a great. bar and actually got a cardboard cutout of it. Actually, he has it sitting in his office. <laughs> I mean, he, he loves it. It's, all, it's awesome. All right. He's well. going to have fun sometimes. All right, so... <laughs> any any questions? I do. They're oh, the, they're, they're more serious ones. I do. Oh, that's I, fine. Okay. Yeah, whatever you got. Um, wait, wait. Take a break. Sure, sure, sure. That's cool with me. Pay the bills. Right. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow. The blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. So we're back, um, and did I mention Martise is a brat, and I love I her for that. And I have three missed calls from Frylock from Aquatine Hunger Force, which I'm going to have on next week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Fry- the Frylock. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then coming up on the pop-off, we're doing our top 10 of 2016. Yeah. We'll be taping that soon. Nice. So that'll be coming nice. up. Nice. Yeah, we, we got to get Bobby to like listen to the show. I know. See what he's in for. It needs to be Bobby approved. <laughs> All the Does shows. It, uh, you got, got Frylock coming on. That was one of my favorite cartoon shows. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Yeah, he's awesome. His name's Carrie Means. He'll. Uh, we're we're going to record next week. And he's he's hilarious. I have three missed calls from Frylock, and it's killing me right now. <laughs> like, really? Frylock? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, so when you were younger, you were uh, diagnosed as bipolar. Do you think that that was just from the demon uh, or demons? I think that I think that was uh, it, it, it's all connected. My my personal uh, view on these things and how they work and how it happens is that they they attack you. It's like a like a form of mental warfare. <clears throat> you know, they break you down mentally so they can control you. You know, spiritually, basically. That's mm-hmm. that's my view on it. I mean, most people when they think about like. You know, they watch horror movies and, and ghost movies and stuff. You know, some some things, unless it's a slasher film, you know, it, it it's usually blown out of proportion what all happens. Um, what uh, the movie Paranormal uh, Activity that that pretty much did a real 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 good job. Like you, you never see anything, you really, never really know what's happening. Um, 
and, and just thinking of like a, a door opening and closing or cabinets opening, water turning on and off, like things like that doesn't, doesn't sound like much, but for it to be like relentlessly happen, happening to you and you're constantly having to like question like, did I open that or how did this happen or what's going on with this? And, you know, uh, I, I think it really is designed to like, like break it down, especially when, you know, initially we, we never talked about any of this, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like me and my brothers and, and whatnot, but everybody always passed it off and. You know, it's always, you know... It's not a natural conversation that yeah. you guys would have. Yeah, ever. I mean, as far as it... And then on top of that, I mean, I really don't want to go on a on, uh, tangent about my beliefs on, on mental health issues. I mean, if anybody saw the uh, uh, Tom Cruise, Matt Lauer interview, oh. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very much agreed with uh, Tom Cruise's stance on it. And if you if you look into it, that's that's very accurate. And it's really unfortunate what they do to kids anymore with those things. Um, but do, do I think I am? No, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've been to like a therapist or counseling mm-hmm. or anything. Like after my brother died, I went down and talked for a while, but it's, it's not like, it's not the same as what it was. And then, and then when I hear about like people who are actually bipolar and the stuff that they deal with, and it's like, there's no way, there's no way it was the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I can understand it being confused, uh, and misdiagnosed, but do I think that's the case? No. And you, you got to remember, it was like, it wasn't just me. It was me, my mom, and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, you probably could have made a case for my sister and my other brother, too. But you, you, you're looking at us today. I mean, none of us are on any kind of medication. None of us go to any sort of therapy or counseling. And, you know, we're all fine. So. With, yeah, without getting too personal, that was yeah. kind of what I was, you know, getting at. But, like, I mean, there definitely is, you know, mental health. But I do believe that... We're so, we are trained to believe that, nope, it's so cut and dry and it's, and this is what it is. Yeah. So, no, so it has to be something that's in your head rather than, you know, even if it, even if it is something, you know, it might not be, you know, um, clinical depression. It could be, you know, situational. And then they're just like, hey, here's some drugs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't want to say that it's like. You know, this stuff doesn't exist and people don't deal with it. I just don't think that was the case with us. Oh, yeah. I think that's... it was just uh, uh, confused for, uh, you know, like like a misdiagnosis, basically. Um, it, it was unfortunate, but, um, you know, we're all fine today. So it doesn't really make sense. Right. And it happened. You know what? I was bipolar for a couple of years. Like, right. Yeah, that's yeah, not, that's, something, that's, that's not a, something that just like goes away. That's like, not that's, how it works. No, it you're doesn't. Pretty much, you're pretty much stuck with that for life. Right. So. Wow. Yes. I, I so was it yeah. connected? I mean, I can't really, I can't really say for sure. You know what exactly happened? I mean, obviously, I don't know. Um, you know, but it's kind of getting into like what you said. Like this stuff's kind of hard to believe sometimes. It's kind of hard to make sense of everything. Um, you know, I remember sitting in uh, my physics class up at Edinburgh. And just sitting there thinking, like, like this is all well and good, but man, if you could explain to me some of the shit I've seen, like, you would really have my undivided attention right now. But you know, it's not, not something people talk about. So right. Um, I think those are all the questions that I have. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else you uh you pretty much answered. Oh, oh, oh. There was one more question. Okay. I, I guess it would be called like the final battle. Okay. In in the basement, were you there? Yeah, I was there. I yeah. Was there. yeah. What, what what do you remember about that? Uh, I remember. It, it, well, these things were pretty much standard. Like we, it, it was like a routine. Like you, we would have mass, and then mm-hmm. you know do the whole ceremony, and then kind of we would we would walk through the help in a, the house in a group, and they would do the holy water and incense and and whatnot. And that was basically the whole ordeal. But 
it was towards the end of it um uh the dog our dog at the time sandy and he's just standing in the kitchen barking at the basement and i i I can't even stress you enough how out of character it was for that dog i mean that dog was like having a third parent like he he was like an actual like an actual person he busted you right coming in late at night and stuff yeah i mean mean, but at the same time he, he was definitely definitely my best friend you know like if I was upset by, about something and I was sitting outside, he would always like come and like stick his head <laughs> underneath my arm, and you know, he was always there for all of us. But you know, him doing that just as this whole ceremony was going on was kind of odd. And my dad immediately picked up on him because one of the first things my dad noticed was that the dog could like see this thing and sense it better than we could. So him doing that kind of really stood out to the my girls dog. are all shaking their heads right now. Absolutely, yes. animals are incredibly sensitive to. Which, to- Mm-hmm. that sort of yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Cat, the thing I think too, cats like, more than dogs, but the okay. picture that's, I think it's in the book. Yeah, it is. It is. It's terrifying. Tour. Like uh, <laughs> my dad said, you know, he, he's just walking down the steps and he just sees the dog doing that stare and he didn't think anything of it and took the picture. This is back when people had disposable cameras before smartphones. Um, so he, he took the picture and then after it got developed, it was like, holy, holy cow. Like, look at this. I, I, I'm laughing because they're thumbing through pages right yeah. now to see where this is in the book it's uh it, it's it, it's so creepy yeah, yeah yeah and that's the other thing too that always kills me about people is like people will comment on facebook like i want to see evidence like well buy the book man there are pictures in yeah. there. Yes. right it's about as much as i can show you without buy you the book the house. but read the book and read yeah. it twice cause... read it twice read it twice because there were a lot of things that, that that i picked up on yes like in the very beginning when your mom said that like the smell of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she said it smelled like amniotic fluid. Yeah. And that was before that you was... find out about Wow. Yes. Yeah. You know, that that they did abortions in the house. Yeah. And then I, and then I, when I, when I read it again, I was like, holy shit. She knew. She and knew. that's yeah. you know, and, and and that's what it was. Read the book, folks. Again yes. that was the where thing. where wait wait, plug it again. Where can we find the book? Uh Amazon, uh, our website, demonofbrownsville.com. Uh, you just search it on Google, The Demon of Brownsville Road. Uh, if you search Bob Cramner, C-R-A-N-M-E-R, it'll come up on, on that too. Like I said, there's a, uh, about a day's worth of content out there that you can keep busy watching with lectures and interviews. But pick up a copy of the book at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Google Books, just about anywhere that sells literature, you can, you can get it. It's also on uh, audiobooks too. Uh, so if you want to listen to it while you're driving around, you can pick up that. You were just uh, a second ago talking about the uh, the the doctor and the abortions. This actually just uh, I was just over at their house about two nights ago, and he told me this. Uh, the doctor's granddaughter, he actually was able to track her down. Uh, she lives out in Arizona, I believe. But they had a lengthy conversation over the phone, and this was all just to kind of give uh, uh, more credence to the story to kind of. Uh, you know, go against the the hack job that uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette did, and he 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 found her and she contacted. He he left her a message and she called him back and they talked for a couple hours on the phone and she told him all kinds of stories about that guy and just how nuts he was and how crazy he was. Like when she was a toddler, he used to throw shoes at her, like real weird, bizarre behavior for a guy that that you know people are trying to say is it's all you know made up about him i mean here he is with kids and he obviously doesn't like them i mean who throws shoes at children 
I, I mean, that's almost something out of like a Adam Italian Sandler, mothers, an Adam Sandler movie Uh-oh. or something. But Wait. she, she, there was a, they had a lengthy conversation. He didn't really disclose everything to me about what they had talked about. He just said that she basically backed up everything that they had to say about the about the story and him and everything that happened. Uh, basically confirmed, you know, he was actually doing that kind of stuff. That's that's what he was doing. That's what he was known for, you know, and. Uh, it, it was just very interesting, you know. Um, there, there were the, there was the family that lived in the house before, um, and they kind of gone back and forth with their statements about the book. And now that to find her and just uh, her to be so open to coming and talking with him, it's kind of just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, you, you're right, you're right. There, there was something wrong with him. So, wow. So yeah, that's not in the book, and nobody knows about that one yet. So you got that little. <laughs> It's a kettle whistle radio, the pop-off exclusive. Exclusive. Although we have another exclusive, um, a pop-off right now. um, So you had shoes thrown at you? Well, not me personally, but I know Italian mothers that throw shoes. (laughs) I was not going to let that go. There's no way. Why, why shoes? I haven't, because that's what's accessible. Because they hurt? Take it off and throw it. Oh, okay. You know, when the, you know. Doing whatever around the house, take off the shoe and throw it. So, uh, but that's if they're if you know if your <laughs> kids are being bad. April looks like she has a question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Several. Um. So earlier, you know, we were talking about whether or not you run into more believers or non-believers. Um. What would you say to a non-believer? Uh, well, one, I, I really wouldn't initiate any sort of, uh, argument with them. Um, you know, I, I try and be very respectful of people's beliefs and opinions, but if, if they had any sort of questions towards me, um, you know, I, I would happily answer them, but you know, it, it's kind of a, you know, it's like discussing politics or anything, you know, people aren't going to change their beliefs because something, um, I think it's completely rational to not believe completely rational um and, and it's like i said earlier like I, I have trouble watching tv shows and stuff where i i just sit there and think oh like like me telling these stories has always been difficult because i always think you know if, if i was on the receiving end of it what would i think of that person you know would i believe it because some of these stories are just so outlandish that it's kind of you know hard to believe and yet like i said it, it could be you know it's it's completely rational to to not believe in it and, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna unless they're like, like really, you know, uh, being an asshole. Yeah, if they really if they really <laughs> want to go at it, like, uh, yeah, we we go at it. You know, uh, it, it gets upsetting sometimes. Uh, like mm. I said, uh, after that Post Gazette article, uh, me and my brother ended up. What was going, in the Post Gazette article? Uh, they just they they tried to discount uh, everything that's in the book, and they couldn't. They couldn't really do do it, so they just kind of threw a hack job together. It really wasn't that well, well written, and it really didn't make sense to anybody who's actually read the book. You know, um, it, it was kind of an article more, more vindictive towards my father than anything, um, and it really just didn't make sense. So, excuse me again. Like he, he really didn't talk to anybody that was directly involved. I mean, the people that he did talk to, he didn't publish anything that they had to say. Uh, he, he talked to a few people who were. It, it was like, uh, like hearsay like it was like oh i spoke with the cousin of the cousin whose best friend used to live in that house and they said it's all made up it's like you know and, and to publish it as if that's like a legitimate source it's kind of like ridiculous but 
He, he tried to do it. It's, if you go on our, our Wikipedia page, my dad kind of offers up his rebuttal to it. Um, and again, that's how this all all ties in with this uh, uh, the, the granddaughter of the, the doctor. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. People, people are, you know, entitled to their beliefs. But if you want to try and, like, you know, be a troll or malicious towards me, like, I'll, I'll probably have you deleting any social media account by the end of the day. I promise you. Yeah. And you have an arsenal with us <laughs> yes, right you now. Do. You have no idea. Yeah, you know, you and it's like I think I'm bad when it comes to it. Like I'll just like joke with people, you know. But man, Jesus, my dad, he 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 goes in on people. You know? The, the second pretty, pretty part wild. of that, you know, the only other thing, um, if they do wind up making this into a movie, um, you know, I really hope that they stay true to the actual. Facts. story yeah. and they they don't mm -hmm. um yeah. sensationalize it just right. for hollywood purposes yeah. no amityville horror thing no, because part six yeah. you know knowing the real story is is terrifying enough more terrifying than you know making it out to be some big elaborate uh you know uh story that didn't happen yeah. you know keep it true to the facts and the things that actually did happen read the book folks well, read think, the book i think that's actually becoming the new the new trend with some horror movies like like the conjuring for for example um they kind of try i mean yeah i mean it's a movie people are going to the movies for for one reason and you know sometimes it's hard to put things to screen you know things sometimes have to change i'd hope that they they do it but i mean it would be like anything else you know anytime there's ever been uh, a, a story or a book that's been turned into a film. What's the one thing everybody always says? Oh, the book was the better. Book was, yeah. The book was better. Yeah. Of course. You know? So, do, do you feel that like horror movies are doing a disservice to like the real stories? Uh, like I said, I thought that um, you know, I think The Exorcist is a little over the top. I read um, both. I read. I I have the real story. It's right behind you. It's called yeah. The Possessed. That the book about the real. It was a boy. It was yes. not a girl. Mm -hmm. You know about yes, that. Yes, I do. Yes. And that story is horrific. Absolutely. Right. I think um, it's a documentary. On it's it. oh my god! But it's it like yeah, they sensational. So where where are you? you know, April. The Conjuring Two is is another. Uh, that was the Enfield haunting. Yep. Uh, is what that was about, and um. You know, again, the movie, I was absolutely horrified by mm. the movie. Um, didn't want to go upstairs by myself for probably about a week, you know. Um, yeah, so I wanted my nightlight and my blankie. Um, but uh, the true story behind that is more terrifying than yes. what they actually mm -hmm. showed on screen. Yes. If it's yeah. even possible. Uh, yeah. Well, that's I, like, I, like, a, uh, like I said, the, the best example, the closest to, to the real thing that I, it's from, from my personal experience has been watching, uh, um, oh, Jesus, man, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Which one? Uh, paranormal, uh, activity, paranormal activity. I mean, Say that, again. that, mm -hmm. that activity. nailed it. That nailed it. <laughs> and, and, and just to give you an idea how, how well they nailed it. I drove home from the movie theater with the lights on in the car. Oh. That's how terrified I was about it. I, was, I, was, it, I just, it shook I just watched the fifth one. Like this weekend, yeah. it's horrifically terrifying. It is. Yeah. I mean, they've all been really, really well. Um, um, some of them kind of, kind of go off, uh, like the whole, the whole uh, witch thing. Kind too of, close. Kind of took it. Are they? But too, the one with, the, too with close. the boy. The one yes. with the boy. That that there was another. Which really one was one. that one? Because I've only seen. I think the first that was one. the third one. I, yeah, okay. that was three. And then there's the marked ones, which is. Yeah. 
a Hispanic Mexican made one. It's good. It's really good. But how close are they? Uh like I said, that first one that that's it to a T. To to a T. That's yeah, that's a exact exactly apart from seeing footprints well i I can't even say that because that kind of stuff happens too i mean you know uh uh it's just like really gives a good idea where whereas if you were to tell somebody like oh yeah all this all the furniture is moving or all all these cabinets are opening or the lights are shaking or i heard a noise you know the fact that they don't ever show any sort of creature or ghost in that movie just just kills it for you because it's like they do well, in the yeah. fifth one they do they finally they finally get to that it's, but that's the thing it's like yeah. in those first couple you don't you don't see anything yeah it's just and and it really gives a good example of how terrifying something that sounds so simple can be you know like like you're in a room and all of a sudden all the cabinet doors open oh okay big deal but then you see it happen and it's like holy crap yeah that's pretty that's pretty scary because you can't actually you're you're um, it, you can't see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and you're, that's what's you're scariest, right? And it's like I said before, it, it, you, you can't see. You immediately try and rationalize how it can happen, and it's like I said, you know, sitting there in class, being like, "Man, if you if you could please just like stop talking about Jupiter for a second and start explaining this shit to me, like how how did this happen? <laughs> Tell me there's like some sort of <laughs> I'm some sorry, sort I, of code that was, or, that was really funny <laughs> or, 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 or mathematical equation that can explain why my cabinets are opening, please. Why? How did the blood get on the walls? Yeah, that's another one. Like, make sense of that. I remember sitting there like. Uh, mm. um, him calling for me, he's standing on the steps like, what the heck happened? What's going on? And just like looking at everything, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And, and, and to be honest, by by the time that happened, I, I remember that that like wasn't even shocking to me. It is kind of like another day. And it's like, oh yeah, here well, we go. Well, this is happening now. This is happening now. I mean, it, it got to the point where like, like we would almost like, like he would talk to the thing, and I remember me and my brother would like, like mess with. It. I remember the one time we were sitting there like flicking the light switch off, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so terrifying! This is so terrifying!" And then something you hear some loud bang in the other room. It's like, "Oh yeah, 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 this is pretty fucking scary." <laughs> Excuse my language. Sorry. No, <laughs> you're fine. We swear a lot on the pop. A lot. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, they, these are uh, bad little girls. I'm just That's saying. Fine. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Can we can we um, can we talk about the closet downstairs? With the uh, the pull the pull switch, I guess you could say the light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with the the cord being wrapped. You know, your dad would Maybe find it wrapped. Maybe after another break, we can do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Joe Lynch, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Dave, that sick mother scratcher. Back. <laughs> we are back. Holy crap. The best conversations are off the air. I know. Um, April, you you brought up something really cool. I don't know that. Can you? No. Oh, before the break? Mm-hmm. No, after. Just now. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I. <laughs> Bobby had to. The guest had to remind April. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I was just saying that. Um, you know, when we were offered this opportunity to, to talk to you, it was like, yes. And um, now, you know, like like getting a little bit closer to it I and, and reading the book, I was still, you know, finishing the book. And um, I, yeah, I told Martise that there were times that I had to put it down. I was terrified. Absolutely terrified. Because I would text her. I'm like, and, I'm like, what, where are and, you at? Um, so I, I was almost a little bit 
somewhat, uh, I guess, not hesitant, but apprehensive was the, apprehensive. Was the word that you used for, yeah. when you texted um, me. Because I, I, I don't know. I just was very nervous about it, you know, and, and then uh, in talking to uh, my husband and, and uh, a few other people about it, um, you know, I mean, it was like, listen, this is this is like a once in a lifetime, basically, opportunity to sit down with him and hear his account, um, you know, and that made me feel better, of course, you know, but this is heavy, heavy stuff. This isn't a joke. This isn't, um, you know, something to be exploited. Uh, this is something that happened to a family you know, and it's it's very serious the stuff that you went through. Um, so, yeah, we were just kind of chatting about that. Yeah, <laughs> I told her that I was more excited than I was. I think I was just very else. nervous, you know, in talking. I, this stuff is uh, it's it's frightening. They yeah, were nervous about meeting you, you and know? but that you know what that that's what we do here. Again, once again, it's not about exploitation. It's about mm-hmm. real people doing right. real things, whether it's artists, music, whatever the hell, but you went through a real thing and um, you told us and you came back. I don't know why you came back, but you came back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. As long as you're having fun. Yeah. Um, Can we get an exclusive when the movie comes out? Oh, crap. Yeah. We're calling I mean, it now. Yeah. If it, if it comes out, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll come back. Yeah, really? Yeah, I yes. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. We just did a high five just then. Woo. You're gonna have to speak my agent, by the way. Bro, ah, Brohim. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it, it's obviously very, very serious. I, I think, like, uh, you know, I, I, I can honestly say that, yeah, I, I could probably feel lucky to be alive, making it through it. Um, yes. You know. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll just say it anyway. Like, we, we kind of have our, our suspicions as to like what happened with my brother. I mean, the whole thing was kind of crazy and out of nowhere we can't help but feel that it was some in some way connected uh it, it was pretty pretty wild I, I i don't know if i can really get too much into it um but yeah that's the thing with that like like that's it's it's serious like this stuff happens like you know like have you ever seen that movie uh like like the omen where one of the right in the beginning that nurse you know jumps off and, and hangs herself like like people mm. people or, or even in the exorcist or the guy fall down falls down the steps like this stuff happens like i can't tell you how many times people you know have been pushed down the stairs in our house uh, oh. you know where really random, random really things. like rant, re- i i i didn't know that yeah. that's why yeah. i was that's why when he mentioned about you standing close to the steps outside i yeah. I, I like a part of me wanted to like grab you and like pull you like just like just like a few feet the over. first thing i did all right when i started this podcast it was with heather taddy paranormal state and i asked her like did anything ever follow you home and she was like no, never. And some people just deflect. I think the same thing. Maybe you. Yeah, it's like we were talking earlier. I think some people are are a lot more susceptible to this, and other people can be in the same room, the same thing happen, and just not be affected by it, mm. not notice it, not have the same or, or share the uh, share the same experience. I guess you could say. You know, even though they're right there when it happens, they were, uh, like I said before, there were a handful of people who, who took part in all the ceremonies and everything. Nothing really ever happened to them. They didn't really experience mm-hmm. much. They were just there to help and support us, you know. But then there were other people that, you know, left the house terrified and never came back. Mm-hmm. So, so know. how do you feel about, like, people making movies or, um, oh, God, Destination. I hate all those shows. But all those shows that um, 
I really don't care for it at all. I, I don't. I, re I really don't care yeah. about the, the I... book. I, I, if it was up to me, this all would have stayed private uh, amongst the family. And the fact that it's getting like publicity and all this other stuff makes it even harder to deal with because then people say, "Well, you're all just doing it for money," and it's like I've never made a dime. You know, I, I, if if anything, like when I'm when I'm advertising stuff on Facebook to get, help get a push for the book, like that's costing me money. I, I mean, I'm not building it to my my father or anything. Like, like that's that's me paying for that. So. Both the girls are nodding their heads. Yeah, I mean, as I mean, in that, yes. So I mean, making money off it. I mean, I can tell you right yeah. now. Like, I I mean, I'm on the cover of the book. I I mean, I haven't made a dime from it. That's it. I I have nothing to do with it. I just. You know, my, my, my dad explained it to me in, in, in the way that, you know, we, we were able to get through it and survive and other people are out there going through similar situations. And if it can help them, good. And I can tell you right now that I get Facebook messages to our Facebook page constantly, at least once every couple months, somebody messages us. They're going through something. They heard our story or saw something uh, on, on TV and they reach out and you know contact us and every single time i i copy and paste a message in an email and send it to my dad and i get their 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 contact information and he calls them up you know he goes he he, he calls people and tells them look this is what i did this is what helped us you know maybe you should look at going this avenue like like just for support i mean the the one woman she messaged the 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 book's website she found uh my Facebook account, my personal Facebook account messaged me. She messaged my mom's Facebook account and she messaged the book's Facebook account. Uh, just basically pleading with us to like talk to her and help her, give her some sort of advice and direction and try and make sense of what's going on because she's terrified. And that was just, geez, oh man, like a month ago, maybe. I mean, I still have the message, you know, and it's, uh, and I remember I, I forwarded it to my dad and he was like, yes, she messaged the book, the book's website. I'm talking to her right now, and it's he, he does it all the time, and that that's his so, big reason like, behind doing the book was to to help other people in these situations. She's legit, you think? Real deal? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's real easy to weed out, like like because I, I've had a few. April is nodding. Oh, absolutely. I wonder. But, no, really, I do wonder about that. But for the most part, it, it's all it's all been sincere. I mean, to see something on TV. And then to find the real life people on Facebook, uh, I I I think that's a pretty, you know, tedious task to do. Mm. Um, I mean, with how many what, over a billion people on Facebook? I mean, you Google our name, there's more than one Bobby Cramner out there. So, but they find us. There's too. only one that matters, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but they find us, and, and it's like every time, like uh, we we have no no problem trying to help people if they if they need it. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to try and give you any advice. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of what they did as much as my father did uh, or does. So, I, like I said, I just forward the information to him. And if he can do anything to help, he does. You know? Let's turn this over to the two girls. Have you ever had a ghost or bad experience that you can't explain? I've definitely had uh, experiences yeah. in my grandparents house when me and my brother lived there okay. my brother bought their house and um my okay when i was a child i would spend almost every saturday night at my grandparents house and it was a pretty old house it didn't have an actual shower head it just had the bathtub so we had to take baths and when i was little 
I was never allowed to lock the door because you can drown in an inch of water. And my grandma was always afraid <laughs> that I was going to drown in the bathtub. So I wasn't allowed to lock the door. But she also had one of those little like latch doors. So when I moved in, um, I never locked the door because I lived there with my brother and he, he's not going to walk in on me going to the bathroom. So, you know, I just, I just didn't lock it, you know, whatever. It wasn't a big deal. I remember me and my boyfriend at the time, I, he was in the kitchen and I was in the bathroom and I heard a knock and then the door was pushed open as I'm going to the bathroom. And I was like, what do you want? And I hear from the kitchen. He's like, what? And I got, of course, I got scared. I jumped up and I ran into the kitchen and I was like, are you fucking with me? And he was like, what? And I told him what happened. So he also said that he had seen, uh, when he was in the kitchen, uh, he felt somebody behind him and he turned around and he saw glasses. And I said, well, what did the glasses look like? And he said they were, he said the lenses were orange. My grandfather had cataracts and way back then they gave you orange lenses mm. for them. He never met my grandfather. My grandfather passed long before he and I had ever gotten together. So, um, and then like the basement light would turn on. I mean, like we would be outside and we, and you could like look down and like just the basement light would come on. But we always thought that it was my grandfather. We never got like a malevolent feel or like a bad feel for it. I mean, it was just kind of scary. Okay. But that was, that was it. And I've always wanted to stop back there and ask the, the people who bought it if they've ever experienced anything. I, I've had, um, some experiences in my life. Um, you know, we talked about the one outside, uh, which was, it was, uh, very bizarre. And, um, you know, when you were talking about earlier, one of the, uh, one of the accounts that you gave about some things that uh, the CD, for example, um, you know, and, and, uh, immediately the first thing that popped into my head was what I had seen, uh, back at home, um, and it's almost like when you see or feel something, um, it's so completely unnatural and your brain just doesn't even have time to really, truly process Wrap it. around it. You yeah. know, so yeah. um, for a second you kind of go, am I, am I nuts? Did that happen? Did I see that? Or didn't, did I? You know, you kind of go back and forth with it. I, there are, you know, unnatural things that we don't understand. and Yeah, we tapped in to a few. So you, Bobby... Any, um, like, dream sequences? Oh, jeez, oh, man. Uh, that... <clears throat> okay, uh, one real quick one. Um, there, the, the house is really old, and the property behind us, which is now our neighbor's house, there used to be a barn there. And, uh, like, uh, for some reason, there's, there's no real story to it. It's just at some point that barn burnt down. Um, but for a while, I had uh, my room upstairs in the attic, um the the back half of the attic facing the back of the house and so it's, it's this real tight little cubby hole type room that i just like turned into a bedroom at one point and i remember waking up in the middle of the night and there was a guy hunched over like like well crouched down next to my bed i remember like looking at him and just being like in shock at first and he put his finger over his nose and was just like shh and pointed to the window and i looked out the window and i could see the barn up in flames um, that, that happened once, uh, that, that whole time wow. I was up in the attic, there was all kinds of crazy stuff that happened up in there. Um, but yeah, dreams, uh, definitely were a big part, like sleep, all that stuff. Like, uh, again, playing into it, my, my theory is like, it, it wants to like 
r remove your ability to sleep and you know doing that with night terrors and different things and dreams mm -hmm. and i mean i mean this stuff like attacks you from from every every angle uh my sister just had a a, a dream recently a night a night terror type thing and she she said that uh, recently like, recently really yeah like recently like wow. like maybe like two weeks ago something happened to her um we, we call those like hiccups is, is the, the word that we we we've termed for it like everything's fine and better um but every once in a while stuff still happens but it, it's not not as persistent and not anywhere near to the level of what happened back mm. then mm -hmm. um but stuff still does happen occasionally um can i interrupt you for a second yeah. and ask you uh, what do you attribute that to uh a couple different things um uh you know some some of it uh, at least from the dream standpoint could be uh you know just revisiting it uh other other things could be it trying to come back uh you know i my, my personal belief do you is really believe gone, that so you believe that it wants to come back i think it could i mean why not why wouldn't it yeah especially especially after it did I mean, all of that and it had its home well i'm, I'm, gonna I mean, I'm, I'm constantly on uh, uh on guard to make sure that nothing like like i said before that's why i don't fool around with any any Ouija boards, tarot cards, anything psychic. I really don't like watching horror movies or anything too much. I do, but I, I don't care for it. I don't get into it. I don't need to get scared. I've been through it. I don't. There's nothing. You've had nothing You've new had for the it. ultimate right. scare. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like playing games with with it. I don't like getting into too too serious of conversations. Trust me. I mean, it's just. But but her her dream, like like I was saying, that's was kind rough. of weird. She said that there was a, a woman floating outside her window. And like banging on her window trying to get in and it was talking to her saying something like uh uh i'm not done with you or oh some, oh my god like that. that's terrifying and she said it was like really really bizarre but she i think i think i'm the only one that she told this to but she she told me about it and she was like it was crazy that because her, her room obviously it's not on the first floor and she said to, to wake up and have this thing beating on the window like that mm. well not wake up but have that dream um she said terrified I'm terrified. I try and be strong and play it off and be like, yeah, you can, I'll take you on or anything like that. But, right. then, but then it's just like, you know what, man, this is, this is beyond me. If, 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 if I could just, but they don't like certain people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think of anything. The thing's probably terrified of my old man at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bingo. I'm serious. On exactly. That High five. I mean, he's, he's not going to, oh, it's yeah. not going to mess with him. <laughs> like what I mean, the hell guy, happened he there? Still does, he still does, uh, uh, rituals and whatnot. Well, not rituals. I, I don't know what the word would be for it, but he still does the incense thing. And you know, at any given day, you could go so over to his house. And he, I mean, can I ask what incense, um, no what idea. that bearing is? I can no show idea. you right now. I actually, well, I burn incense in my home just because no, you I don't burn sage. You want sage? What sage? No, it's just, I mean, incense, just mm -mm -mm. you know, but um. It's something that it fills the room, and it forces anything out. Incense does. Yeah, that's very well, but, interesting. But it's not. It's not like. Oh no! You unplug us. Yeah. No, we're cool. Oh, I totally did. I don't know if I can hear myself. Okay. <laughs> I can't, but I'm still recording. You're still fine. Okay, cool. But yeah, like I was saying, like um, apparently, like, like if you get like a candle or a little incense stick, and you get that little bit of just the smell, like that's one thing. What. What they do when they burn incense, it's it is overwhelming. 
Like it's like they think of like a smoke machine kind of. Yeah. You know, like it fills the Did entire room. No, not yet. But I'm fine. Yeah. I like, just I was curious. I was just curious because I actually I I burn incense because I love incense. I always have. You know. It's so not a good smell of incense. At least the stuff that he's burning, it doesn't smell. Oh, it's oh, not. Oh. It's not sweet or anything. It, yeah. It's kind of. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I've had people there whenever uh, he was doing it. Everyone's like, what is that smell? Yeah. What is that? And it's like, I, I gotta go, man. This place stinks. Looks like yeah. a big blunt. Okay, yeah. so this yeah. is, yes, yes, it does. Um, yeah. He, this he is like a real big yeah. one yeah. that he does. So, um, okay, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I actually, um, at the Living Dead weekend, mm-hmm. almost bought. Oh, stage. yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I traded it in for goat soap. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's so. I mean, that worked for us. He like uh, something was happening up in the the Amish community up by his farm, and they kind of know about him. Where's and, his farm at? Uh, up north of Meadville, south of Erie and Edinburgh, in a town called outside of uh, Cambridge Springs, near Oil City. Okay. Um, Punxsutawney? No, no, north, north. Erie, okay. that area. Yeah. We're, we're about a uh, half hour away from Erie up there. Canandota Lake, Conneaut okay. Lake, that whole, okay. whole area. I'm trying there. to think of like where like the Amish like, communities around, are. Like Lakeview, Meadville, like that sort of? North of Meadville a little okay. bit. It's about, it's about 15, 20 minutes north of Meadville. Okay. So, But it's, it's way out in the country. But uh, there's uh, Amish communi- a couple Amish communities up there. And um, you know he's good friends with a lot of them and is always dealing with them in different different ways. Uh, like his horse is kept at a stable at an Amish farm, and uh, I, I guess something was happening with uh, one of their houses. Something like like was letting all the horses out of the barn at night, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. Initially, they had thought that it was another Amish family messing with them or being being jerks or whatnot. Yeah. And when they found mm-hmm. out it wasn't, I mean, he went over and kind of blessed the house and did the whole ceremony and whatnot. Uh, so he he does stuff like that, but you know, with his incense. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I, I keep me out of it. I'm all right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to see it. I don't want anything to do with it. Keep it away from me. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. But him, he's just like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, give me a minute. I'll get up there. I'll take care of it for you. Wow. So, he's but that's beast. great that that there's somebody that people feel like they can go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather yeah. than their, well, just, I guess, kind of like your dad said in the book when he went to his pastor and the pastor was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. you know? And then it's like, you know, the, obviously the Catholic church knows, I don't want to say knows, but they delve into that a little bit more. Yeah. And even with them, I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, okay, we'll be right over to them. I mean, they, you know, they, they sent in people to mm-hmm. make sure what was going on was actually happening and it was as bad as we said it was. And then finally they came in, you know, they, they didn't want to just, uh, you know, they wanted to know that, you know, we weren't just crazy or anything right. like that. So having outside people come in and verify everything, I guess there's tapes and stuff out there. I've never seen anything. Wow. But you probably don't want to. Yeah, I know. I know. I, when they yeah. came through, they they wired up the whole house. Yeah, and, you know, recorded and documented everything. Um, but again, when they were there doing that, uh, the PRS group, um, we weren't allowed to be there. It was just my parents. I mean, we could go there to like get clothes and stuff, but we mm-hmm. had to like stay at friends' houses. So the whole time that was going on, I was maybe there, you know, 
20 minutes half hour maybe an hour mm-hmm. and i was just in and out and then well well at one point they interviewed me and talked to me for a while but beyond that it was just like okay do do whatever you're doing yeah. i'm out of here i'm not playing games with you so you 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 are more like your dad than you think you are i'm um, told that often yeah you are i've watched you and just like last time he was he was here where Mar- martise is sitting he couldn't stop like doing that Oh, fidgeting. And I'm watching you fidget with your fingers. I'm like... (laughs) I just want to tell you thank you. Yes. yeah, no problem at all. Um, You know, it's it's been interesting, um, you know, to to just discuss this with you and hear your accounts. Um, So, yeah, just thanks for... Yeah, because I'm sure it can't be easy. Thanks for sitting down with us. I said I'm sure it can't be easy. Oh, jeez, oh man. It, it, the, the most difficult part about it is scheduling. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. funny. Well, thank you for this making is... the time for us. Yes, right. we appreciate it. Plug the book again before uh, we plug these two here in uh, the show. Demon of Brown, the Demon of Brownsville Road. Uh, you pick it up on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, any bookstore really, uh, Google Books. It's on audiobook. Uh, you can visit our website. Uh, that has different links and news articles and different things about the book, uh, different lectures that my father has done uh, about the accounts. Uh, his oh, I can't wait to hear those. Uh, he did the uh, Bethel Park Speaker Series. That's, yeah. That's on there. The, there's a link to that on there. Yeah. Uh, link to a TV show that we did is on there. Um, awesome. If you have On Demand, you can watch a couple different TV shows that we've done. Um, that all depends on your service provider, I guess. Uh, but, you know, Amazon, Google Books... It's on audiobook. You can visit our Facebook page. Uh, just go on Facebook and search Demon of Brownsville Road. You'll find us. Jeez, uh, oh, man. Uh, the <laughs> website. Wikipedia page. We have a Wikipedia page about the book that kind of uh, goes over the different news articles and different subjects that are touched upon in the book. Um, yeah, just go on Google and type in Bob Cramner or the Demon of Brownsville Road, and you will have a lot of content to review. Pick up a book. Uh, we're actually, if you want, you can actually actual book, folks. You can yes, actually actual go book. on our if you go on our Facebook page. We're actually doing a contest right now uh, through Christmas, hopefully, maybe longer, depending on how well it goes. Uh, we're we're giving away signed copies of the book. All you have to do is go and find the post, like, comment, and share, and you are entered to win. <laughs> there you go. Very cool, ladies. You just want me to plug? Yeah, our come stuff? on. Okay, all right. Um. The pop off with Martise, like me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Martise M M A R T I S S E M, and you can find all of our podcasts at society thirteen dot com. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I love how you said dash. We always forget the dash. No, we both do. I know. It's terrible. Don't it's follow terrible. me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, why not? Oh, why? Wait, oh, okay. wait. Oh, wait. Why? I'm not professional. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a goof. Okay, so now we're talking again. <laughs> I like to have fun. And now I'm going to so be following words, you on Facebook. No. Or on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Teaser. All right. Uh, com and at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Stick with us. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. And thank you so much for Bobby. Yes, Jesus. Bobby. Thank you Anytime. very much. What the Love heck? Them. But uh, so, what's this story? <laughs> what story? Which one? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next time, folks.
Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 